Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you are watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Changumonkam with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. We are having a packed program today. There is a lot in store for you. Put on your seatbelt, sit tight for a ride of a lifetime. If you are alive and listening to me today, A, we are living in one of the most exciting times ever. I didn't say we are not having challenges. However, every challenge that we have is an opportunity to provide solutions experience growth and increase. If you're listening to my voice right now, get excited, get excited. Don't let whatever you're going through keep you down because whatever challenge you're facing right now, there is an end to it. Everything that has a beginning definitely has an end. I want you to do me a favor. Share, 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 share this broadcast. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, would you do that for me, my YouTube channel? I'm working hard to grow the channel and I need you to spend some social capital by clicking the subscribe button and the bell for notifications when I come live. You are going to be hearing from me for the foreseeable future. Create content six times a week. Uh, and I, your life is not going to remain the same. When you hear my story, how far I've come, you understand that I'm not doing this for the sake of it. I'm doing it because I believe that your life can literally be transformed and changed by what you're going to hear. There is a lot of value in listening to other people, learning and growing. Do me a favor, invite other people to join us. Don't get blessed alone, don't grow alone. If all of us grow, we are going to benefit. Each day before my broadcast, I like to get on the side track and say something that I think is not only going to benefit immigrants, but any person that is listening to me. If you are listening to me today, I want to, I want to give you a few, uh, a few pointers on how you can make all your wishes to come true. I grew up without television. Uh, because of that right now, I like to watch cartoons. And this, this particular cartoon that I watch uh, with my kids, where one of the characters will put their hands together like this. And the character will say, I wish, I wish, I wish with all my heart to go back home until next time. And what will happen is this character will be transposed from this fantasy land to the real world where they they were living. So each time they want to leave the world and go to a different world where they had a lot of fun, a lot of adventure, 
They will just put their hands together and wish, and boom, it will just happen. I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in luck. And when you live your, your life wishing and waiting for things to happen, and they don't happen, and you turn around and you see other people and things are happening in their lives, you are tempted to start thinking, that, oh, maybe you're not lucky enough. You were born on the wrong day, in the wrong place, by the wrong parents, with the wrong skin color or skin tone, the wrong voice, the wrong height, the wrong size, the wrong, the wrong, the wrong, the wrong, the wrong. You look for every reason under the sun to uh, justify why your wishes are not coming true. I didn't say there's anything wrong in having, having wishes. Please, if you have wishes, let them be big, big wishes. Now, I just want to give you a tip on how you move from wishing to making those wishes to come true. It, 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 don't focus on, on the externals. Uh, focus on you, on what you can control. And you're going to do this by turning those wishes into goals. Every wish that you have. Maybe if you wish to drive a limousine, turn it into a goal. If you wish to uh, be debt-free, turn it into a goal. If you wish to lose weight, turn it into a goal. If you wish to have more money in your bank account, turn it into a goal. If you wish to have a strong, exciting, vibrant marriage, turn it into a goal. In other words, it's going to cost you something. You're going to put in some work. You're going to get involved in the process. You're going to have to walk the talk. You're going to have to get on the narrow path. You need to turn those wishes into goals. Now you are telling me, okay, how do I do it? You must have heard about smart goals. In other words, a goal is something that is measurable, is time-bound, uh, is something that is doable. So if, if let, let's talk about something like uh, uh, losing weight. If you want to lose weight, there are two things that need to be happening in your life. I'm saying it from my experience. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a doctor of rocks. That's what my PhD is in geology or geosciences. But I'm going to be speaking, I speak from experience. I've been exercising regularly five times a week, unfailingly, come rain, come sun, averaging 30 miles for more than 10 years. Yes, more than 10 years. I do it religiously. Monday through Thursday, I take a break on Friday, exercise on Saturday. Even when I'm on vacation, even when I'm traveling in and out of the country, everywhere I go, I go out and I do that run. I get up in the morning and I do those push-ups. I do, I do more than 300 push-ups 
360 days of the year. I don't skip a single day. That's the first thing I do when I get out of bed in the morning. I say that for you to understand that you're going to be exercising and you are going to also have to watch what you eat. So those are two things that are under your control. However, how do you go about it? How did I get to the point where I was able to, I mean, I run a marathon. Right now, I do half a marathon twice a month. How, how did I do that? I started taking very simple steps. So you need to set a goal that is achievable, a goal that is time-bound. Uh, uh, don't say, oh, I am going to run 20 miles when you haven't run one mile. Why don't you just start with a mile and tell yourself, okay, by the end of the week, I, I want to at least do 10 miles. You know, if I want to do 10 miles and I break it down to two miles a day and I do five days, just two, two miles for five days, yeah, voila. By the end of the, by the, end of the week, you've done your 10, you have 10 miles. And if you do 10 miles every week, by the end of the month, you would have done 40 miles. Before you get to a million dollars, you have to save $1, right? So you need to start with something that is manageable, something that you can do. The magic, as a magic, or the multiplier effect, the geometric growth you're going to experience will come from consistency, consistency, consistency. Can you just imagine? I take, for example, I fast once, uh, once a week. When you add it, we have 52 weeks in a year, which means technically 52 days that are fast in a year, 52 days that I don't eat. Now, but if I told you upfront, man, uh, don't eat for 52 days, you, you, you tell me I'm crazy, right? And you are right. And so you need to understand, break those big wishes into very small, tangible, uh, doable uh, uh, steps that you can do. And then you just get behind it Keep behind it and get it done consistently over time. It's going to change your life. I promise you. Well, that was uh, a little uh, sidetrack there for you. And thank you for hanging around. Uh, I'm not uh, representing any political party. I'm not representing anybody. I speak here for me. I speak here based upon my own experiences. I speak here because I desire people to win and to win big. And if you are one of those people who is not interested in this type of conversations about our people winning big, people being successful, uh, maybe uh, you need to listen very closely. However, every immigrant, every immigrant wants to win big, even if they're talking about it or not, even if they believe it or not. They've already taken action that is pointing towards that direction. They left their country of birth because maybe they were fleeing from uh, political persecution. But the indication is that where they were was not comfortable. They want more comfort. They want safety. They are trying to be successful. And those who left for economic opportunities or educational opportunities is an indication that they want to do well. They want to do well. So don't pretend about it. You need to hear this. You want to do well, that is why you are here. I, I, the, the, this, this resource that we've been talking from was put together uh, because when I came here almost 20 years ago, I was not having a roadmap 
like what I'm having here right now. And uh, what I'm trying to achieve is to help you avoid the pitfalls that uh, other people have had. Because in so much as you're going to make your own mistakes, it doesn't make sense for you to make the mistakes for that others have already made. You're not being smart if you do that. Uh, this is the uh, 47th uh, broadcast, and we are going to be talking about the need for you to read the Constitution of the United States of America. You may be coming from a country where you know there's a constitution for, of the country, but you've never seen it. I mean, for me, the country that I was born, I, I don't know what it, how the constitution looks like. But now you've come to this country, and I want you to know that it's going to be very crucial if you want to do well. If you want to be able to find your place and contribute, you must understand the constitution. I'm reading a book right now by... Uh, uh, ben, uh, Dr. Ben Carson, he is making um, a point for why we need to read the Constitution. I just stumbled across the book. I'd already written uh, this chapter on why it's necessary to uh, understand the Constitution even before I knew that he had written this book. And something that I want to point out from, from the book is that he, he goes through the different uh, uh, people who participated in putting the constitution together. And he makes sure that he points out that some of these people were men of God, uh, some of them were rich, some were poor, some were educated, some were businessmen, and some were soldiers, some were doctors. And um, in actual fact, what he's trying to say, some of the leaders, what he's trying to say is that, uh, it took people from diverse backgrounds to put the constitution together. Politics is not supposed to be only in the hands of the politicians, as you're going to see. The United States Constitution is, is, it has stood the, the, the test of time, and it's a very critical document that I don't want you to, to, to skip over like uh, most uh, immigrants do you cannot preserve what you don't know. And most of the times, uh, to really understand the political discourse in the country, you should be able to go back to the founding document and, and read them and get an understanding so you'll be able to participate in the debate. Uh, for example, when you read the constitution, there is no mention, not even a single time of the word democracy. There isn't a single time in the constitution that the word democracy is, is mentioned because the founding fathers established a, a, a republic. And uh, Benjamin Franklin was asked after the constitution um, Congress and, and what type of government they had come, they, they had established. And he said, I'm paraphrasing, that they had established a republic and he doesn't know if the people will be able to keep it. In other words, each generation is our responsibility to uh, teach the next generation about the history of the country, the founding uh, blocks of the country, and uh, how we can move forward and have a more perfect union. I've already said 
before that the founding fathers and those who drafted the constitution, they were flawed people. Uh, however, they had ideals. However, they came up with a document that has been able to uh, help us keep changing and, and, and evolving as a country. And it, it's been able to be used over time to uh, come up with a more perfect union. We are not perfect in any sense of the word, but there's always room for uh, improvement. Now, the constitution is a very, very, very small, small document. There's a constitution here. And uh, in actual fact, it's very small. You can read it in 30 minutes. Um, and I, I would just strongly suggest that uh, you make sure you get familiarized with the content of this little document. Because how far you're going to go in this country is also going to be determined by how much you understand what the constitution is. It's a roadmap for you. And um, you cannot defend what you don't know. You cannot get planted and flourish in a system that you don't have a sense of direction. It's going to be very important. Now, let me read the preamble of the constitution to you this morning. And you think about it, how powerful, how powerful this is. If we can believe it, a lot of people are saying, oh, let's just get rid of the document. It was written by flawed people as if we are not flawed. I've already said it, I'm gonna say it again, all have sinned, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us are flawed, including you, who is accusing the founding fathers for being flawed people. There is none that is righteous. There is none that is perfect. None, none. I always say like the woman that was brought, uh, found, uh, uh, who committed adultery and when they brought her before Jesus and said, oh master, what should we do with this lady? The law says, whoever is caught in adultery, let's turn the person to death. And Jesus told them, anybody amongst you that is without sin, please go ahead, go ahead and cast the first stone. And then Jesus bent down and started writing. By the time he lifted his head up, um, all the people had disappeared because they realized that they are also sinners. It's, 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 I mean, a lot of us are sitting on high, on, on our high stools today, judging founding fathers and calling them all sort of names as if we are better than them. What makes you think you are better? What makes you think? Because everything is now relative these days and everything goes, really? Can we really build a country on, on, on such ideas? So we need to be very careful. I want you as an immigrant, you're coming in from outside, help this country, know the constitution, read it, understand it, uh, before you allow new sound bites to frame your understanding of the history of the country. Now, this is what, this is the preamble before article one of the constitution. You must have heard this, I'm going to read it. It's a very powerful statement. We the people, it's we the people, not we the government. We, the people, not we, the government. Remember, before the United States was declared independence, they were controlled by, by Britain. Uh, they were under the monarchy, and they realized that they needed freedom. So you need to understand that. You need to understand that America was founded on different principles. And those people who don't believe in American exceptionalism, who say, oh, America is just like any other country, it doesn't really matter, that is a lie. 
That is a lie. You know why you chose to move to the United States, isn't it? Why didn't you go to uh, another country? Why did you settle in the United States? There's something different about the country. You know that be truthful to yourself. Don't allow politicians and people who just want to get a vote, who want to stir up division and confusion to confuse you. There's something exceptional about this country. There are very few countries where you can go there and fit in. You understand what I'm talking about. In most countries, you are traced, you are, you are traced to a particular place where you were born. But in America, it's not like that. You come in, you become a citizen, you can fit in if you choose to. And I'm just encouraging you to understand that when they make you a citizen, it comes with all the rights and privileges. You inherit the history, inherit everything. You need to understand the roots of your new country, understand the roadmap and follow it. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's not we the government. Don't get me wrong, government has its place, but our rights come from God, not from government. And the way this constitution was established, in a way that they've been able to, the civil rights movement, when you look at the Declaration of Independence, it says that all, all men, all men are equal. All men are equal. Are you a man? Are you a human being? I want to talk about all men are equal. It's not the word man. It's not talking about masculinity. It's talking about mankind. It's talking, it, both men and women is man. So we need to understand that, that it's not uh, being uh, um, putting down women or something like that. So all men, we are all men, we are all equal before God. And, and these are a few things that uh, some of the founding fathers uh, said about uh, the constitution. Somebody like Alexander Hamilton, as I said, he was born out of wedlock. That didn't prevent him from rising up and having a profound impact uh, on the country. So it doesn't matter where you start, it's what you do with what you're having right now that is going to determine how far you're going to go. The sacred rights of mankind are not to be uh, rummaged for among all parchments or musty records. They are written as with a sunbeam in the whole volume of human nature by the hand of, the di of divinity itself and can never be erased or obscured by mortal power. You understand, mortal power cannot do that which divinity, the divine, has established our rights. Who we are is divinely prescribed. Josh Washington said this, and, 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 and that is part of why I brought up this issue. We had a little uh, technical issue there. It seems uh, I got disconnected. Um, so the basis of our political system is the right of the people to make and to alter their, their constitutions of government. But the constitution which at any time exists till change by an exploiting an authentic act of the whole people is secretly obligatory upon all. Now, before we've had 
amendments in the Constitution. There's a process that is followed to do it. But what Joshua Washington is saying is this. The government takes its rights from the people. The people are the ones that establish the government and they change it whenever they deem uh, it necessary. So it's important. Uh, it's, it's, it's important to know that. And Thomas Jefferson in 1889 said that the Declaration of Independence is the declaratory charter of all rights and on, 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 of the rights of all men. Yeah, there were slaves at that time. They were men, and that is why eventually the slaves got freed. Eventually, segregation ended because the Constitution has an allowance to accommodate that. George Manson, one of the uh, uh, framers of the Constitution, said, no free government nor the blessings of liberty can be preserved by any people but by a frequent reoccurrence to fundamental principles. You see, so the fundamental principles have been established in the Constitution. And for us to maintain our freedom, it's incumbent on us to go back to the basics over and over, make sure we understand where we've been so that we can know where we are going. Uh, John Marshall in 1821 said that the people made the constitution and the people can unmake it. It is a creature of their own will and lives only by their own will. In other words, we need to know it. If we want to change it, we know how to change it. So it's important for you to know what the constitution says. Then James Madison said that in 1829, the happy union of the states is a wonder, their constitution a miracle, their example, the hope of liberty throughout the world. Of course, he said this in 1829, the hope of liberty for all, right? The hope of liberty throughout the world. You are here because of this hope of liberty. You might have been persecuted. The government from the country where you were born might have failed you, and you follow this beacon of hope called the United States of America, you are here right now, it's really important for you to understand the Constitution, understand the Constitution, get a copy. It's a small book and read it. Know it. Know the different articles that are in there so that you can engage in meaningful political debate. The, the good thing about the American Constitution, it's not like most constitutions in dictatorships where an individual gets up, changes it to fit their quest for power and control. This, this constitution has stood the test of time, but for it to continue, we're going to need you to know it so you can pass the information to the next generation. Mandy, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't gotten a copy of uh, this book, please do so. Don't just get one for yourself, get one for some other person. There's a room for deep discounts. I, I talked a little bit today on how to change, uh, make your wishes to come true. If you're wishing to improve your health, if you're wishing to get off of uh, those medications I've been taking for years, you can reset your metabolism. Grab a copy of this book. My wife wrote it. I am uh, a guinea pig. The message in is powerful. You have a menu, what to eat in the morning, what to eat in the afternoon, what to eat in the evening. Uh, please. Don't get me wrong, without good health, nothing else really matters. If you're not healthy and strong, the dreams, the wishes, you're not going to get it. Take care of your health. 
I will always come back to it. I'm a holistic, inspirational speaker. I believe that the physical and the spiritual must be in synergy for you to be eternally successful. Thank you for listening and watching Dr. Eric Tangumonken with I Am Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. Until next time, stay tuned for more updates. God bless you.